welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show, as always, is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We're going to talk to you today about your psychic awareness and quality of life. What is your psychic awareness? Does it affect your quality of life? And if so, how? There is the often quoted story of a man amazed at seeing the light and radiance around the Buddha that when he asked the Buddha whether he was a god or an angel or some kind of a superman, the Buddha purportedly answered him no to each of those designations and instead told the man simply, I am awake. The term Buddha actually means awake. Thus, the Buddha refers to the awakened one. It's fascinating to note how the Buddha answered that bewildered man's question. Even though the man kept asking him what he was, some kind of a god or an angel or some superhuman being, by the way, the Buddha answered him, he was saying that he was not any identity. Rather, the Buddha described himself as a state of being awake. In that utterly simple answer, the Buddha told the man that he was not a body or an individual thing, but that he was beingness that was awake and fully aware. Rather than being obtuse or esoteric in his reply, the Buddha answered the man as simply and directly as he could. When do we most commonly say that we are awake? Usually after waking up from a night's sleep in the morning. But these days, many people claim that they're not really awake in the morning until after they've had their, well, cup of coffee or espresso or whatnot. Sometimes we might say to someone who we suspect isn't paying attention to us, Hey, are you awake? Hey, are you here? <laughs> In those cases, whether someone is awake or not is about whether that person is present and aware. So being awake necessitates being present and aware, not sleeping or, as we like to say, spaced out. Being awake and not sleeping or having our mind somewhere else than the here and now also means that we're not dreaming or daydreaming in any way. We might say, I was dreaming or daydreaming before, but now I am awake. The Buddha also was giving that man the answer to his unspoken question of what made the Buddha so bright and radiant. That man had never seen a human being that way. Thus, his immediate assumption that the Buddha was not human, but at least superhuman, if not a god or perhaps an angel. What illuminated the Buddha? He was awake. 
It was the Buddha's awake state of beingness that made him so radiant even as a human being. Buddha was saying that to the man that that was the only difference between himself and other people. This is just one characteristics of those who are truly awakened, such as the person Gautama, who became known as the Buddha, or Yeshua, better known as Jesus these days, who became known as the Christ. They can deliver a comprehensive, multi-level lecture or sermon in three words. Of course, you have to be more aware and awake to hear and see what they are really saying. If the Buddha was saying that he was awake, was he implying that most of us are not awake? If we are not illuminated from within as radiantly as he was, does that mean we are somehow asleep? And if we are, how are we sleeping when we are aware of being awake and living our lives? Well, (laughs) we've all had our moments, right? Or for some of us, hours at a time when we weren't quite present here in the world. We may have been daydreaming about what we wanted to do after work that day, or maybe about the person we went on a date with the evening before, and we didn't quite hear what the person was saying to us at that moment we were daydreaming. We would have said we were awake, as in we weren't technically physically asleep, but we weren't quite present and aware of what was happening here and now. So, until we are fully awake, like the Buddha or Christ, we are each in a different level of not quite awake or perhaps drifting in partial sleep mode. When we say we are awake, we can mean that we are no longer asleep, or we can mean that we have awakened from a dream we were having while we slept. If that dream was a nightmare, we may wake up in bed with a start and proclaim, thank God that was just a dream. In such a case, we woke up from a dream. When we wake up, we can wake up from a dream while sleeping, and we can wake up to the truth of what is real rather than just a dream. While the Buddha stated that he was awake, many mystics and Enlightened beings throughout history have proclaimed that this world is but a dream, an illusion. And here we are today in this world that intuitively so many of us are aware that in some ways we are collectively waking up more. That is, we're waking up together from our collective dreaming and waking up to the greater truth and reality of who we are and what life is. Now, What does your psychic awareness have to do with any of this process of waking up? (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, oh, we're on a radio show? (laughs) I I just woke up. (laughs) 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 Yes, yeah, your psychic awareness just means the awareness you have and are as the immortal soul. It's your innate inner awareness. It's the awareness that isn't separate from who you are as a soul or spiritual being. The reason psychic awareness was classified as uh, extrasensory perception or a sixth sense was to differentiate that kind of awareness from your perception of the world through your bodily sense mechanisms like touch, 
smell, taste, sight, and hearing. How you perceive through your body's perception, sense organs, is similar to how you perceive the sounds and images on your computer screen. In this analogy, your computer and monitor are your body and its sense organs. As electrical current goes through your computer circuitry and driven by its programming, you're able to see the images on the screen and hear the sounds coming through the speakers. What you're perceiving is just electricity or a form of energy made into images and sounds. You, the computer operator, is aware of what is being projected on the screen and through the speakers. You're aware that all of all that, but the computer isn't the same way that you, as a soul or psychic being, are aware of the sensations and sights of the world, but your body isn't. Without you, the soul, your body wouldn't feel, see, hear, smell, or taste the thing. In fact, without you, your body wouldn't even be alive. You'd be dead as a doornail. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can say that when a person dies, his or her soul departs from this world. You're using the awareness that is intrinsic to you as the immortal soul in order to be aware of the body's transmission of images, sounds, and sensations. And all of what you perceive in that way is merely energy going through all the circuits and programming in your body-mind and transformed onto the monitor screen of that part of the mind that is associated with your body. It's when you turn that same awareness within your inner beingness inward, rather than focusing it strictly on the body's sense organs transmitting energies of the outer world, that you begin to use it on a psychic or soul level. When you do that, rather than being aware solely of bodily perceptions of the world, you become more aware of your inner psychic life of being a spiritual being that's been living and aware forever. Often, you experience the very beginning of that awakening as having an intuitive knowingness or sense that there's a lot more to you than what appears to be in your day-to-day life, right? Everybody gets that at a certain point where, you know, there's got to be more to life. I, I know there's more to me than there seems to be. Then you may also begin to have a sense that you've lived here in this world before. Before this lifetime, you currently know as my life. At first, you may become aware that you know the so-called stranger you never met before immediately upon meeting him or her. You might even ask, gee, do I know you from somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, the answer to that question is always yes, of course. (laughs) Since even if it's the first time you're meeting a person in, in this incarnation, you've most certainly known each other in a prior lifetime. Different time, different place, different body, different name, but you're both still the same psychic being. As that happens, you're waking up more to your psychic life 
that you are always living as a soul, whether you're aware of it or not. As you become more aware of and develop and expand your psychic awareness, you become more and more awake to your eternal life that you are living as spirit. You begin to realize that you are so much more than what you imagined yourself as most of your life. You discover that anyone who ever invalidated you in any way was completely incorrect in their assessment of you. You begin to see and know the real truth of yourself and of your life from all the things others believe in and assume is the truth, which isn't. Rather than living your life on your sleeve, on the outside, you begin living your life more from your inner self. And the more you do so, the more radiant you become as you own the light that you are and are willing to share who you are with life in this world. So does your psychic awareness have anything to do with the quality of life that you experience? Absolutely yes. yes. In fact, your psychic awareness changes everything. As it's correctly said, truth shall set you free. And it's through your psychic awareness that you can see and know that truth that sets you free. What are you setting yourself free from with your awareness of truth? You're awakening yourself up from any and all illusions. You're waking yourself up from what merely appears through your bodily sense organs as real, but are not. Whereas truth is real and everlasting, illusions are only what appears to be real and come and go. As you develop your use of your inner psychic awareness, you awaken to the limitlessness of spirit and free yourself of all illusions. Awareness is the light that illuminates your way to your enlightenment. So psychic awareness is essential to all healing as well. Whether you're seeking to heal yourself from a physical, emotional, mental, or psychic condition, or you are seeking to help heal others and the world around you. Even at the most beginning phase of healing, you need to become aware that you are in need of healing. But all healing ultimately requires forgiveness. Because what makes you need healing is division within yourself. Forgiveness is giving up or letting go of what divides you from yourself in your mind. If you choose to hold on to and further inflame a grudge or judgment or blame in your mind, whether towards others or towards yourself or towards God or the world or anyone or anything, you continue to be divided against your true and whole self. United we stand, but divided we always fall. It's when we are able to use our innate psychic awareness to see the see past the mere images in our mind that we have previously assumed were real that we naturally drop our insistence on holding on to them. After all, 
Why would we ever hold on to something we know absolutely as just a little image and not the truth? Once we're aware of that, we don't need to do anything to forgive. We've already forgiven. Not even think twice more about it. We're free. Without our true awareness that's within our spirit self, we can't fully heal ourselves back to wholeness. This is also why developing your psychic awareness within you is a major part of the great global transformation that we're starting to witness and be part of. The more aware of your inner life that you are, the more you will help not only heal yourself in every way, but also help to heal the world. Well, our first break is already here. And as usual, we like to tell you what we have going on. So we wanted to remind you to join us for your uh, an event we are giving titled Your Mediumship, Clairvoyance, and the Global Awakening. It's our long-awaited four-teleclass remote weekend event, Saturday, February 27th, and Sunday, February 28th. That's a week from this Saturday and Sunday. If you attend one or more of the teleclasses over the weekend, you can also get to hang out with us for our popular bonus Zoom Q&A and social following the last teleclass on Sunday. Our teleclass lineup for the weekend will be as follows. Saturday, 9 a.m. Pacific Time is titled, the morning class is Like It or Not, You Got Mediumship. Managing Mediumship, Yours and Others in the Global Transformation. And then at 12 noon Pacific Time, the teleclass is, Are You In or Out? Your Mediumship, Clairvoyance, and the Out-of-Body Experience. And then Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, What's mediumship got to do with it? How mediumship affects your relationships and what to do about it. And at 12 noon Pacific time in the afternoon on Sunday, we have On the Path of the Clairvoyant Medium Healer, How to Have Fun Waking Up the World and Not Get Crucified. And of course, our bonus Q&A talk story and social will follow on Sunday at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time. For all the details or to sign up, go to our website, michaeltamora.com, or better yet, call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noel, who knows everything about what we're doing, at 530-926-2650 weekdays during regular business hours Pacific time. We'll be back to continue with your psychic awareness and quality of life right after the break. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. 
beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back. We've been exploring the topic of your psychic awareness and how it affects the quality of not only your life, but that of others around you. And it really does. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the examples I want to give about quality of life is for those of you who may also have this in common with me, as a child, I was extraordinarily sensitive. Some people called me shy, and um, that wasn't really true. What the real issue for me was is um, when people came around me, uh, they were very loud to me. It wasn't, and I had a hearing problem. Mm-hmm. So being very loud doesn't mean they were they were talking loudly to me. It was their energy was really loud. That's what I learned a lot of years later. But I was the little kid who, when put on Santa's Santa Claus's knee, I would scream my head off and not want to be anywhere near this guy. <laughs> um, But the problem with being really sensitive is it makes it really hard to be in groups of people. And, hey, I was born in a family with nine children, which is something else. Um, A whole group in itself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I learned to be as loud back in the family group. But outside of it, going to shopping malls or going to crowded places, I, I never enjoyed myself. It just it I just felt too much. And I didn't know what it was for the longest time. And it it really did lower the quality of my life in the sense that I couldn't enjoy things like concerts and that sort of thing until I overcame that or um, grew a thick thicker skin, as I like to say to some people um, who are very sensitive. And psychic tools really helped. Becoming aware that I was psychic changed the quality of my life hugely because then I could do something with what I thought was a disadvantage. You know, some people even thought the way I was was like... Something was wrong with you. Something was wrong with me, and I got told that quite a bit. (laughs) Factory defect. Exactly. (laughs) And the other thing is, once I discovered it and started to have training um, with my psychic abilities, the other thing was I learned to treat other people better as well. And I think um, in that comment I made about you know, how it affects the quality of your life and others, as you become more aware of sensitivity and and the loudness of everything and and start to learn how to handle it, you can also be aware that there are other people who also have that sensitivity. Well, what would you say for you, what were the first tools that really started to help you be able to 
manage to have that sensitivity instead of uh, growing a thick skin and pushing it down or (laughs) shoving it aside. Once you start to learn how to manage your psychic awareness, you are able to have the sensitivity without it affecting you in a negative way. So what, what would you say, what, how did you get started in learning to, to be able to handle all that psychic uh, awareness? Well, part of it was just learning not to resist it. Hmm. You know, it, it, it was because I could go to a loud rock concert. You know, we're baby boomers. We're that age. And we went to a lot of rock concerts, outdoor concerts, indoor concerts. And, man, those things were so loud. They didn't have limits on how loud they made it. And so our ears were affected, and, of course, we were in crowds of people. But I did discover I really enjoyed the music. So what I learned going to those, even with before my psychic training, even going to those loud rock concerts, that if I was enjoying myself, I didn't really, I didn't, get upset mm-hmm. about you weren't fighting the, it I, w- I wasn't fighting it yeah. and I started to really land if you will and be in my body more because mm-hmm. even though a lot of people were you know smoking dope and being high there I just really enjoyed the music mm-hmm. and when I finally did get to my training I was 30 years old so I had been through quite a, a long time without uh, specific tools but what I learned was surrounding myself with with people who were also sensitive and kind. Mm-hmm. And that was helpful. And then when I started learning psychic tools, my very, very favorite one, uh, we've talked about our the tools that we teach a lot. We is one is grounding from you know, making a connection from the first chakra to the center of the earth and being aware of your space, your aura, your energy field and that's part of you around along with your body. And then the tool that we, that I like to teach specifically called body of glass. And body of glass is simply being in a state of non-resistance. And it doesn't mean, you know, a a really strong salesman or somebody like that is going to run you over because you're not resisting them. It simply means you're not resisting the energy. Mm -hmm. And it really gives you your power back. You know, if you have to say no to someone and they're, trying to take you over with their energy to get you to do something you don't want to do, just being a body of glass and not getting mad about it, staying happy within your own self and having your certainty. And yes, and that whole thing of what Raviel is saying about being a body of glass is not just <clears throat> not resisting, because how do you not resist, <laughs> right? It's it's like... Uh, uh, you know, if I if I told you, don't think of the elephant in the room. <laughs> Everybody's going to be thinking about it. <clears throat> and so, so the beginning of it is the idea is is okay. How to not resisting? That's great. Now, how do you not resist? This is the body of glass, like she's saying. It's just seeing the energy, seeing what's going on, seeing what you're experiencing in your sensitivity awareness psychic awareness going on and seeing it just pass right on through and seeing yourself not fighting it. It's it's really making that decision and knowing and seeing yourself having the certainty that, oh yeah, I may not like this loudness. I may not like this 
person yelling at me or whatever it is or or telling lies about me but i'm going to just see it just passing right through it's not going to affect me at all what's that sticks and stones could break my bones but you know words can never hurt words me. can never hurt me well it's realizing that things can happen to your body but but energy if you don't resist it just passes through and it doesn't have to affect you the only time any kind of energy, no matter how negative or positive or anything, doesn't matter, how energy affects you in a negative way is if and only if you resist it, you fight it, you're scared of it, right? Because when do we all when do we fight or defend ourselves, try to protect the you know or run away? Is when we're scared. We're going, oh, no, this is going to get me. Oh, no, this is going to ruin my life. Oh, no, this is going to kill me. Oh, no, this is going to hurt me. Ah. Oh, I've been hurt before. I don't want to get hurt again. So, so we start to put up this resistance, this fight that's going, trying to shove away the perceived threat. And then we also are trying to run away. That's why Raphael was saying she used to just you know, space out just as a being, as a psychic being, aware being, she's gone, I'm out of here. <laughs> I, can, I, don't, I can't stand this. I, I don't like this. I can't stand it. I can't handle it. I'm out of here. Well, the body doesn't run away. You do. And then the body sits there going, whoa, <laughs> why'd you leave me for? <laughs> what do you, how do I deal with this? Right. And, and so, then, what was the answer? What, what was it that Raphael intuitively knew how to manage? Because she was interested in the music when she went to those loud concerts that she couldn't handle before. And she just decided, oh, I love this music. I'm enjoying this. When she got into the enjoyment, when she got happy with herself for being able to listen to the music, then... It was easy for her to not resist what she didn't like, the, the rawness, the, the loudness, the, the overwhelming uh, amount of energy of all kinds of people just out of it and everything. She just said, okay, I'm just not going to let that bother me. I'm just going to let that pass through and then just really enjoy the music, which is what I'm really here for. I'm not here to fight all these other people. Right? I'm here and their energies. I'm here to enjoy the music. And she gave herself the total space to enjoy the music. It's very much like resistance is very much like, you know, let's say you're trying to meditate or, or you're, gonna, uh, you're having a quiet day, reading a nice book. And, and uh, next thing, the construction crew comes right outside your window. <laughs> With jackhammers. <laughs> With jackhammers. <laughs> that's happened during Michael's readings. <laughs> oh, that's happened to me countless number of times. In fact, I think it's a conspiracy. They, they wait for me to arrive, and then they start. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it was so, so frequent that it was like that. But anyway, what happens? If you resist, when you're in resistance... You're going, oh, God, this is terrible. You know, uh, here, this is my one day off to meditate or one day off to read a nice book or, or be quiet or just relax. And, and they're going to be doing this eight hours straight and blah, blah, blah. And this is unfair. And, and you try to tell them to go away, but they have a permit. They can do it. It's, there. it's legal, everything. 
you can't call the cops, you can't do anything about it. And, and then it's worse because you feel helpless and powerless while people could do what they want to do, but I can't do what I want to do. Yeah, that's all resistance. <laughs> that's complete. Now, instead of reminding yourself, what was this for? Oh, yeah, this was my day off, or this was my hour to just meditate, or this was just for me to kick back on the couch and read a good book in peace and quiet. Okay, that's, that's what you enjoy. That's what you love. That's what you're there for. Don't let some external noise, as loud as it might be, as obnoxious as it might be, don't let it, you know, take away your attention. And that's exactly what Raphael discovered going to the concert. Ah, she didn't let all the noise, energy noise of the people, all the, you know, there was a mixed in with the positive vibes. There was a lot of negative vibes. She didn't let all that and the feeling of that affect her. It's just like she decided the the jackhammers going on outside the window is, hey, they're going to be there. All right. No sense in fighting it. It's not, it just makes everything worse for you. It doesn't, the jackhammers don't mind, you know, you can get angry all you want with the jackhammers and they're just going to keep on jackhammering. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so once you get off of your high horse and go, oh yeah. And if you want to take it a step further, you can, you can look at, how come I'm so upset about this? Instead of giving myself this hour or this day to just relax, enjoy being where I am, regardless of what's happening in the outside world. But now I have to, I'm, I'm taking away from myself that enjoyment in order to fight what I don't like that's going on outside that the people doing it don't, not only don't care, they don't even know. I mean, they don't know that they're bothering you. And and even if they did, they're just going to be saying, I'm sorry to bother you, but here's the permit. I'm just going to, we're going to, you know, uh, excavate the whole street. <laughs> and so, so then it's up to you because you're the one who's upset. Oh, yeah. It's not trying to not get upset, even if you're upset. No, it's just going, oh, yeah. What am I here for? Really, this is, this is. A major lesson in our lives is to ask ourselves, oh yeah, what am I here for? In a moment-by-moment level, like, like a disturbance, is, is when we go, okay, what was I here for? Oh yeah, I was here to just spend a little time meditating. Okay, Meditation doesn't mean you have to quiet the rest of the world so you could be at peace with yourself. No, that would never happen. Oh, so what's meditation? Meditation is going within. So you disengage yourself from all that's going on, good or bad, from the world. Find that space of neutrality. Oh, yeah, that's a key factor, being neutral, neither for nor against whatever you're experiencing, whatever's happening. And then that allows you to go within, finding your space to be that silent, peaceful, happy 
being that you are. No matter what's happening on the body level, no matter what's happening in the world, you go within. And and when you do that, oh, sure, at first you'll still hear the jackhammer. You'll still hear people fighting outside or, you know, the What's going on out there is still going on. That doesn't necessarily change anything. But you are in a different relationship to all that. As you start to become more and more aware of the quiet, the very same way that Raphael became more and more aware how much she loved and enjoyed the music that was being played. Then the throngs of people doing whatever they're doing and making all the noise and everything ceased to be any big deal to her. Yeah, sure, she could still hear them and still feel them, but it wasn't wasn't on center stage. On center stage was the music and the enjoyment and what she was there for. Same thing, if you're there, okay, I just like to meditate for the next hour. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to fight the world. I'm not here to, you know, sue the city for having jackhammers in front in front of my house now i'm here to meditate what am i here to meditate for oh to find more of myself who i really am to get to know and be at peace with myself oh yeah that's what i'm here for and and when you're when you give yourself the opportunity to experience what you're here for it's joyous it's fun. You enjoy it. Yeah? And soon, at least this is my experience every single time, soon, oh, what jackhammer? What noise? You have, to, you have to pay attention to hear the jackhammer. But now you're paying attention to your inner being. You're becoming that much more aware of your psychic self of your psychic beingness. Huh. And definitely, your quality of life changes when you change the contents of your mind. When you change what you hold in your awareness. As you become aware of that which is silent, your quality becomes peaceful. Our second break is coming up. And I wanted to remind you that Michael's award-winning book, You Are the Answer, makes a wonderful gift for anyone seeking their soul's purpose. It's available from Amazon as well as through our office. Also, for those of you who would like to go further on your path, self-healing and or psychic development, we have all kinds of teleclasses, courses, all-day seminars and retreats available to purchase and download. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events menu section of our website, michaeltamura.com, or by calling our office at 530-926-2650 and talk to Noelle about it. Noelle is our fabulous assistant. Also, I would like to mention that um, if you have a friend or 10 who you think might enjoy our show, would you please tell them about it? We'd love to have uh, as many listeners with us as possible. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll continue with your psychic awareness and quality of life. 
We will see you shortly. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's wonderful to have you back. So, what does it mean to develop your psychic awareness How can you go about doing that, and how can it help heal your quality of life? We've been talking about that and much more, so we'll continue. One of the things I wanted to mention, since we were talking about sensitivity, those of you who are real sensitive, and maybe you don't think you're that sensitive, but I bet you I can talk about something in one area where you might be. Let's talk about Something like when you break up with in a relationship, a love relationship. We just had Valentine's Day, so this is <laughs> a good subject. Um, how do some people handle that? You know, the emotional energy can be very intense. And um, sometimes people override it with just putting themselves to so much work that they're not thinking about it. Others might drown their sorrows in, you know, alcohol or drugs and that sort of thing. And what is that? You know, that's a numbing, that's a numbing of your sensory uh, bodily senses and it gets you right out of your body. And while sometimes that can help for a minute or two, of course, drinking a lot of alcohol and taking drugs has uh, not very good effects, not only on the body, but on you as a soul. Because it gets you in the habit of not really looking at why this happened. And whether the breakup was your fault or someone else's fault doesn't really matter. Everything we go through in life is a life lesson. And if you start to be able to have your psychic awareness when a relationship is breaking up, you can actually start to know a little bit about 
why that relationship is breaking up, not just psychologically, let's say one of you wasn't treating the other very well, or it just wasn't working out, or the energy wasn't right, and the two of you weren't getting along, but you can even start to um, clairvoyantly look at maybe what you, you all were working out in coming together in the first place was some karmic things, and usually how karma can be ended is through forgiveness. So I would say it's it would help the quality of a person's life greatly when breaking up in a relationship to, <clears throat> rather than drown your sorrows in some drugs, alcohol, or other method of, of really not paying attention to your lessons, to be able to complete your lesson by seeing and looking at why it happened in the first place, how come the two of you came together, what is your history and how can you forgive it and move on because a lot of times when you move out of a relationship that isn't suited to you unless you don't heal yourself you're headed towards probably something a lot better yeah and as Raphael's talking about your clairvoyance you know a lot of people don't consider themselves clairvoyant most people don't walk around saying, hi, I'm a clairvoyant. <laughs> <laughs> Michael does. <laughs> but clairvoyance is not a, not a woo-woo, you know, esoteric kind of a uh, thing. <clears throat> it's natural. It's, it's natural. It's innate within your psychic beingness, within you as a soul. And everyone has that because clairvoyance just means means uh, um, that you are seeing the truth. You're, you're seeking the truth and you're seeing more of the truth and recognizing, discerning truth from illusion, truth from lies. So what's happening is you're, as you start to look, just like what Raphael's saying, you start to look at, oh, how come this is happening? Essentially, it'll come down to, how did I bring this about? When you really make peace with yourself, you start to recognize that all of this comes from within myself. In, in fact, everything I'm unhappy with and everything I'm happy with in life and myself and everything else, where am I experiencing that? Oh, I'm experiencing it within myself, within my own mind, right? Within my own consciousness. That's the only place I can experience anything. I can't experience what I'm experiencing in your mind, so to speak, right? No, it's, it's mine. And, and you start to discover that something that you're going through with another person in some kind of relationship, you discover that their experience of the same thing that the two of you went together through is entirely different Mm -hmm. (laughs) than your experience. And that's where communication between friends and partners and, you know, people, colleagues are so, is so important because you start to find out you, you must be kidding this wasn't horrible for you? And, and the other person's, no, this was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Uh-huh. And you all, you, you can't be serious. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> sometimes it could be night and day. It's just like, whoa, where did you, are you an alien? What, what happened? Uh, you must not be human if you're not experiencing it the way I'm experiencing it. And then you find out, oh, there's another person who didn't experience it the way you did. Huh. And then, like, let's say things in the family. You're talking to a brother or sister or whatever about something, you know, that happened way long ago with your parents and blah, blah, blah. And, and you're talking to that person and you find out that their experience of it was completely different than yours. And you go, weren't we in the same room together, the same house and same situation? Yeah, but you felt that way? Oh, my God, that was a terrible thing for me, but you thought it was great? Huh. So you start to realize all this stuff that I'm unhappy about is within myself. Oh, it's my experience. Yes, my experience involves you in it and you and and this and the world and all these things happening, but I'm the one experiencing it the way I experienced it. Because obviously, you didn't experience it the same way. (laughs) And it could be so different that you experience it dramatically opposite from the way I experienced it. And that's a really important lesson. That's a really great situation where you're going, wow, it is within me. It's my experience. Just like the thing we were talking about earlier, when, when the uh, uh, jackhammer starts in the, <laughs> in the construction crew outside your window. And one person experiences that. It ruined my day. I had this really nice day planned out, and it ruined it. And the other person says, jackhammer? What was that? I was having such a good time meditating or reading my book or watching the show or whatever it was I was doing. I said, I, I didn't notice the jackhammer. <laughs> that happens all the time. Oh, so it, it's in the way you look at it. So clairvoyance is about learning to look first because you never see anything. You don't ever discover anything unless you look. If you're looking away from something, you're not going to discover the truth about whatever the situation is that you want to solve or deal with. So you have to look at that. And then as you look at it and you decide, okay, I've been looking at this situation, this person, this incident, whatever, this way for sometimes years. And every time I look at it that way, I get upset and I feel betrayed and I feel invalidated and a failure and all that kind of stuff and ruins my day. (laughs) it's been ruining my life whatever (laughs) all of a sudden clairvoyance and developing your clairvoyance is about you going wait a minute let me look at it from a different perspective and that's why we teach the tools we teach grounding it helps you change your perspective on how you look at the same thing that you might have been looking at for years and being unhappy with but When you ground yourself, oh, all of a sudden, what does that do? That instantly starts to, you start to drop everybody else's thoughts and energies and feelings and everything, problems that you've been carrying around. So you have a lighter load. And as you have that lighter load, oh, you're in already, you're in a different perspective. 
of looking at even the same thing and you go, oh, I don't feel as bad and, and I don't feel as heavy and I'm not as serious. I'm kind of lightening up a little bit. And then this thing of being a body of glass, non-resistance, letting everything pass through and not playing, not staring at the very thing that you don't like and that's upsetting you. You just step back in neutrality and says, oh, let's look at this thing that I was looking at it from an upset. Let me look at it from a space of neutrality. Even better, once you have a little bit more neutrality and you're not so engaged, ah, this is no good, get into a little, you know, lighten up. Get into a little amusement and go, you know, this could be, <laughs> this, this is kind of funny. I'm the only one upset about the whole thing. Everybody else is having a party and I'm, I'm the one sulking. Oh, gee, maybe I can look at this from a little bit of amusement, you know. Can I laugh at myself a little bit for getting so upset? That requires a little bit of forgiveness, doesn't it? Yeah, I can let go of blaming myself for getting so upset. Huh? Oh, I feel lighter already. I feel a little happier. And I'm looking at, yeah, that's silly. I've, I've been kind of silly about this. Okay, let's move on. What am I here for? Oh, I'm here to enjoy the party. Great. So that's clairvoyance starting to see more of the truth. And when you look at something, when you keep seeking the truth, you're not seeking revenge, you're seeking truth, then the truth always will start to reveal itself to you more and more. And the first symptoms of that is you start to see that what you thought was true before, what you believed and, like, and was so upset about, the judgment and the blame and all that, you start to realize, you know, that might not be true. Oh, that might not be what was really going on. And then as you start to see a little bit more of the truth, that at, at the least you don't see the truth where you can say, oh, that's the truth. No, you're seeing the truth in the way first of recognizing, oh, yeah, what I thought was true before isn't. That's clairvoyance. You're starting to see more of the truth by recognizing more what was the lie. Okay, And then you start, when you do that, you start to become open to seeing another viewpoint of, oh, this other person who's involved in what I was so upset about doesn't experience the same situation the way I do. Or you start to find out, oh, they were, they were withholding the truth from me because they didn't want to hurt me. Okay. So it's, you start to see a different perspective. We've come to the end of our show once again. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed the show and that it inspired you to develop your psychic awareness even more and enjoy even a higher quality of life. Whether you want to be less spaced out or more present in life, we want to know what it means to have an out-of-body experience or you're interested in astral travel. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our episode Are you in or out? You're in an out-of-body experience. That should be fun. Remember, too, our special remote for Teleclass Plus bonus Zoom Zoom weekend remote event, your mediumship, clairvoyance, and the global awakening, coming up this Saturday, February 27th, and Sunday, February 28th. 
Make sure to check out our website events listing for all the details. You can also call our office at 530-926-2650. That's in far northern California with any questions about any of our events or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>